everybody, welcome back to Arcade Cozy, the coziest game room on the internet. My name is Chris. My name is Corey. And we are coming back at you again. Corey, you are um, coming back after a long vacay across the pond yes. in mm-hmm. merry old, uh, old uh, England. Correct. Yes. Oh. My, f- my first time touching down in um, in England. Yeah, I was going to say the good old UK, which is also technically true. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah good trip. Bounced. Uh, went from landed and we planned it very poorly. Um, and I need to lead with that because we landed in <laughs> Manchester because um, we were originally just going to go to two games: uh, Manchester mm-hmm. United at Old Trafford and Liverpool at Anfield. Um, people who are there, um, who are fans of either team or just fans of football in general are scratching their heads at that, but I'm a massive Manchester United fan. Uh, our friend Logan, who's been on the show before as well, um, massive Liverpool fan, we're best friends. We went, you know, great time. Great, great, great time. Um, we also decided to add other games to go to while we were there because we're like, oh, you know, why not? Um, and so we went to Blackburn Rovers versus Preston North End. Phenomenal okay. game. Um, incredible, incredible atmosphere. It's only like an hour train ride up the up the road from Manchester. Side note, love the public transportation in England. Absolutely phenomenal. Took trains and trams everywhere. Planes, trains, and automobiles were our life for four days. Um, but we planned another game last minute, and it was a Europa League game. Do you know what the Europa League is, Chris? Um, is it uh, Europe soccer? Yes, it is. Um, there's three tiers of it now. There's the Champions League, uh, which is the highest tier, um, the most prestigious of the of the um, (laughs) continental tournaments, um, for club football. Um, and then there's the Europa League, which is below it, and then there's the uh, Europa Conference League, which we don't talk about. Um, shout out to West Ham, who had won it last year, who we went to go see. In um, the Europa Conference League, uh, play okay. Olympicos. Um, so that's in London. And okay. so we landed okay. in Manchester Thursday morning. Um, he, we had to go to London that night for the game. It was that afternoon. Um, we went to our hotel in Manchester, couldn't check in early. They wouldn't hold our bags. So we had to take our bags all the way down to London, check uh. into our hotel in London. We went to the game there. It was great. They upgraded us to hospitality without us asking. And so we went in to like kind of a VIP-ish section. Um, Got a free beer at halftime. Um, Had my first pie there. It was phenomenal. I'm a pie man now. I was talking about with Chris ahead of time. I get it. I get the hype on pies. It rocks. First, First pie ever. No apple pies, no chocolate pies. First one I ever had was a big old beef brisket. Pie. Um, well, and, uh, um, it, it was a steak. It was a steak and something pie. I can't remember what, what it was, but I had it. I'm like, yeah, this rips. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board with this. I had lots of pies after that. Um, to be fair, to that I mean, this this time of year, like we have it's a local, we have like a local Irish pub here. Um, oh yeah, and they do. have a they have a mean shepherd's pie. Um, yeah. That I can, I can really. I mean, when it's almost like on cue, whenever the cold weather starts setting in, I tell my wife, "I'm like, we need to go there. I want a shepherd's pie." Yeah, I get I, mean, it. I, get, I understand. Yeah, it's really good, really, really good. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so we're in London. We went to the game that night. 
great time. Got up the next morning, took the train back to Manchester, and that was just a exhausting experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, do not recommend that. I would recommend just landing in London, which is what we should have done: gone to the game, then taking a train up to Manchester. Um, but no, we we planned it very poorly. Um, but yeah, that was my trip to England. Um, and I mean, I can go into extreme detail on it. I had a wonderful time. Old Trafford was amazing. United won 1-0. Scrappy win. Uh, they're not great this year, but forever will treasure it. Um, loved it to death. Yes. Hashtag forever will treasure. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll have a series of six bonus episodes following this about Corey's entire mm-hmm. exploits throughout the, throughout the uh, British Isles, I guess you would call it. Sure. Um, yeah. But until then... Corey, um, do not talk about it again, because this is not a soccer show. This is a gaming show. Correct. We talk about games on this show. Correct. Speaking of, Corey, how is Football Manager 24? <laughs> Great segue. Ah, yeah, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I haven't. I played hundreds of hours of 22. Um, knew it like the back of my hand. Um, didn't pick up 23 because I was playing 22. Um, and it's one of those games where you definitely want to like give it maybe every other or like every couple to pick up, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, so I picked up 24 because I've seen that there was a lot of, um, I guess, updates to it. Um, and I would say so far, having played over about half a season, um, they've tweaked a lot of things. They've made tactics, I think, far more. There's no longer a just very OP tactic, if that makes sense. Like yeah. um, the four two three one Gagan press. Um, I believe I'm pronouncing uh, Gagan press wrong. Um, I don't know how it's said. I've always said it Gagan because that's how I've read it. I believe it's mm-hmm. um, something different. Might be Gagan. I don't know. I think I'm saying it right. Um, I said Jin Jin for a long time, and then I'm like, that's not right. And then I'm like, huh. <laughs> um, anyway, that was used in 22 as kind of like a cheat for some reason. How the they had developed it, it was very OP. That they turned that away, and now like every tactic's a bit more viable this time. Now it's more like, can you recruit well? Can you change your in game tactics? Um, far better. They've added more like modern philosophies of inverted wingbacks moving to a back three, um, mm-hmm. inverted fullbacks, wingers switching uh, sides of play. Um, I know a lot, not a lot of that means much to you, but they've they've taken. I think it was a little behind in some of its of the current principles of the game. Yeah, and they've yeah. really brought that in. Um, Trying to think what else. Those are the big things. They've tweaked some of like the actual like interface and like in-game events that have happened, which are I would say are big pluses. Yep. Um, scouting's a uh, much. I th- doing scouting in the traditional way and not like like cheating it. Um, I think they've made yep. it a bit tougher to find wonder kids, which are wonder kids or young talents. That have very high potential um, that you want to sign early to your team. Otherwise, they'll just cost too much money later on. 
Um, so you're always looking for those. That way you can bring them on. Either they develop or they develop a little bit and you can sell them all for a big profit. Um, so sign more wonder games. Um, and I think they've also, they were always, and traditionally so, usually like South American descent or um, European descent. Rarely was there one out of Australia or okay. um, somewhere here like uh, North Macedonia, something like that. Um, and I think they, they've distributed out a little bit better this year. It's still tr- like most are going to come out of Brazil, Argentina, um, France, Germany. Um, but they made a little bit. Um, spread, they've spread out the love, I would say, a bit. Okay. Um, yeah, so far, so good. Really enjoy it. I'll probably put hundreds and hundreds of hours into it. I can already feel that itch. Um, yeah, it's really good. I enjoy it. It's um, that, like Crusader Kings 3, like a good, not idle game, but just like a great management, like life sim-esque game uh-huh. is, I don't know. I can just, I can do it for forever. I love it. Speaking of which, I've played yeah. a lot more Crusader Kings 3, uh, was the king of England, found the Empire of Britannia, and um, you know, taken over like half of the Holy Roman Empire at this point because it's so late in the game. But yeah. Yeah. I need to come back to it. Um, but man, it's such a it's such a daunting thing, especially whenever I'm sitting here and spoiler alert, I've still not started Baldur's Gate 3. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that's gotta be it's, priority numero uno. Yeah. Well, so listen here, Corey. Um, yeah, it, it's, um, I got it whenever yeah. it first came out, there um, you go. it was available, but then it was like, well, I'm playing, I can't even remember what I was playing at the time, but Starfield. it was, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, dabbled with starfield but i played what was it like i had played lies of p to talk about um i got back into octopath traveler 2 because i was like oh like it's you know there's about like a week in between this what i'm playing Mm -hmm. here and then like some of this other stuff so then i played some of that and then spider-man 2 and then alan wake 2 and then after those were done, I was like, oh, I need to just play like a small little something. So then I played a couple of games that I'll talk about today. Corey, yeah. but yeah, it's um it's the last, you know, we're coming, we're coming best into like goatee season. Yeah. Like we're we're coming into that. Yeah, we're we're coming to that time of year where it's like, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of time left to squeeze stuff in before having those conversations. And it's kind of the last big thing. There's other stuff I would love to be able to throw into the conversation, but uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is the last big boy, uh, big chungus, uh, big old beefy burrito. Um, so I need to get that in before all said and done. I commend you for it. I commend your patience. Um, you've done well so far, but it, it, it is time to dig in, I would say. If you would um, like, though, Corey, I mean, I could um, hop back in on Crusader Kings three, um, and then just—I mean, you could have that con- have that conversation instead. I Up mean, you, that Corey. will be that will be a very—I don't—I would say interesting, but maybe not surprising conversation we're going to have for our games 
of the year yeah. that didn't come out this year, which we need to find a way to like, I don't know, shorten that down. Um, <laughs> um yeah. Uh but I mean in the meantime, Corey, uh instead of talking about games that we haven't played, um, of which there are so many. Um There's the list so is many. growing day day by day by day by day. Um there there are games that we have played. Um lots of games we've played. Yeah, because in the in our week break, Corey, um while you were gone, you played some stuff on while you were gone and then while you got back i played some stuff Corey. i i i beat not one not two not three oh. not four oh. well yes four oh. games oh okay four four games i did that yeah. last time i told myself i wasn't going to do that but i did that the last time yeah <laughs> i yeah. just did that bit um yeah i i beat four, four games Corey. yeah i four. am um yeah i am um, beaten we're gonna, one Okay. Which one have you beaten, Corey? <laughs> um, I, I beat Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Let's well, talk about it. Cue the intro music. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, I was in the hotel one night. Um, we, we had finally... Uh, I think it was... Um, after the United game, we went out, we went to the old Wellington, which is a insanely super old, uh, in bar. Um, oh, I took a photo of it. Um, sounds like here. an insanely old bar. Um, it was, it was incredible. Hold on. I need to find the old Wellington right here. Um, the old Wellington existed in 1552. Um, when Edward the sixth was on the throne. Um, let's see back in uh, the nineties, they had disassembled the building, um, plank by plank, everything, whatever you want to call it. They just disassembled and reassembled it perfectly. Um, about 300 feet down the street. Um, using the same planks. Yep. Same planks, everything. Okay. I was about to say, I was like, that's, that reeks of a, of a Perseus, of a ship yeah. of Perseus. Theseus. Uh, Theseus. That's what yeah. <laughs> I keep saying Perseus. Um, yeah. yeah. I was like, but if they use the same wood. Same they did. Place. So, that, so yeah. they claim. Okay. Um, anyway, we got back kind of early and it was the first night we had gotten back early. We had gone to bed at 1 a.m. the previous two nights. Um, I think it was like 930. I'm like, you know. I was playing Tears of the Kingdom on the plane, um, just knocking out shrines, just going around doing stuff, having fun. I'm like, I, I'm just going to finish it. I know where Gandorf is. I'm just going to go do it. And I did it. And mm-hmm. I loved it. Uh, absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> um, for To have put in so much time into it so, I guess, early in the year when yeah. it came out, um, I think my playtime ended at like 130-ish hours. Mm-hmm. Um, probably about 125 of those was before this flight. Yeah. Um, to then go and wrap it up, I still found the ending incredibly satisfying, having been away from it for so long. Yeah. Um, I, I still, I mean, I remembered everything that went on in the temples with the sages, how we got to where we were. The conclusion still felt earned it still felt tense approaching the the final confrontation 
Um, and I think it ends on a massive high note. Um, and I think it sets itself up for probably a third game. Um, yeah. Maybe it, it does tie a lot of things together at the end, but they always okay. find a way. Yeah. Um, and absolutely loved it. Um, I did find it easy. Granted, I did have my Master Sword fused with one of the strongest Lionel horns, which I was just laying pain with it yeah. effectively. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It, it, he did get me in like his second or third phase, but I beat him mm. on my second try. Okay. Um, the final sequence is just bonkers. Have you beaten it? I have not. No, no okay. that's I won't spoil still, it. Yeah, it's it's on the it's on it's also on the to do list for fair enough. Year. Fair enough. I, I won't spoil it then. I will just say it is bonkers. <clears throat> I absolutely adored it. Um, it is a game that I still want to play more of, yeah. um, and will play more of. Uh, but it feels so much more freeing now that I have finished it. I think for a long time, for a long, it's just been sitting ahead like. I just need to do it. I need to knock it out. Um, and like, then I'm free. And not, yeah. I don't say it in a, in a bad way. I say it now I feel like I can go and actually do more shrines, find more seeds, like build my home, like actually just like enjoy playing it. Cause every yeah. time I've tried to pick it up or every time I have picked it up, and since I put it down, I would say right around when Final Fantasy 16 came out. Yeah. Um, I've always been like, oh, I just need, to, I just need to go finish it. Like we know where we know where he is. I just need to go do it, be done with it. And I never would, and I felt guilty anytime I turned it on and not doing it. Mm-hmm. And so it's great having done that. I loved it. It's very high up on my goatee list. Um, going to talk a lot more about it then, but I will just say, having played my first Zelda game at release and beating it within, within the year it came out. Um, it, I don't know. It just feels like a big check mark on, yeah, on yeah. my like gaming, like, I don't know, list that doesn't sound right, but just like in for, for myself, it was a, a pretty big deal and it felt, I'm trying to think it kind of felt so odd being in a hotel room in Manchester playing handheld and just, on my little twin bed in the corner being like, wow, this is so nice. This, yeah. <laughs> this, this is, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very distinct memory and it's one um, that I think I'll always look back and be like, oh yeah, I beat what isn't my first Zelda game, but kind of, yeah. you know, is one that I was very excited for, bought it. First one I've bought on release. XYZ and to have finished it in just a small hotel room. I don't know. It's very special to me. I, yeah, I'm excited for you to finish it. And that way we can, I guess, have a more spoilery discussion when it comes um, around to Goaty. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's, again, the plan. Um, but yeah, I mean, and we'll have more of those conversations come time, but it's definitely one of those like, you know, it it is a testament to just how incredible um, Zelda, I mean, specifically like the Breath of the Wild series is. 
just the fact that you're able to like put it down. Cause I mean, I'm in the similar place where I played a ton of it back in May, whenever it launched and even came back and played a good bit more kind of in a lull time toward the end of the summer. And, mm-hmm. um, didn't feel like I like missed a beat. It was just, I came back in and, yep. you know, went and like, you know, there's a, there is a, like masterfulness of the craft to be able to just like go in and out like that and be able to do that kind of thing. Um, so it's super impressive, super cool um, that they're like, you know, the, the it's a game that exists that's able to yeah. just kind of like always be this thing that you mm-hmm. can come back to. And um, yeah, I also feel the same way where it's like, I, I, because I mean, that's one of the, that's one of somewhat kind of the downsides of um, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is that they like the story part of it is not the like the main story part of it is not the most compelling thing. Yeah. Um, and so there is kind of like a almost kind of like this sense of obligation to like, OK, I need to I need to see it through so I can go do all the other stuff. Um, and it's not that it's not worth doing. It's just I, I understand where you're coming from because I've been in the same place where it's like, yeah, I need to I need to finish it up so that I get rid of that like lingering feeling in my yeah. brain and I can go on and do other stuff. Um, but I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited that you're uh, that you finished it up, that it's your um, goatee unequivocally um, before we even mm. had the conversations. Um, that's great. Maybe. Um, love it. Well, um, I mean, we'll, we'll see. It, it's very high. It's, it's high up the list. Okay. Okay. You heard it here, folks. Um, yeah. Corey, um, let me share a, a game that I beat yeah. that also I won't like go too, too into detail about because we talked about it a lot. Uh, Spider-Man 2. Finished it. You. Um, I was very close to finishing it when Alan Wake 2 came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you were really quite, close. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't quite make it across the finish line. Um, and I wanted to kind of like dig into Alan Wake before Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came back to Spider Man 2, finished it up, um, platinum did. So I also did all of the. Ooh, um, nice. you, um, I did all of the, uh, for people who might think that sounds impressive. I think 30% of people have the platinum. So it's, it's not, um, but it's, it's, uh, it did all the side content stuff and yeah, I mean, I, I think I got to the end of it and it was, um, I would say like it is maybe the weakest main story of all three like that's yeah, that would be my opinion of it um i think because of the um it, it, i th- i think largely the, just the amount of like black suit spider-man venom stuff in there there is a level of kind of like it um and we've mentioned it before but there's almost kind of this level of like there's a sense of urgency and like a sense of feeling almost kind of like disconnected from being Spider-Man and being Mm -hmm. able to just kind of like go around the world and do kind of random stuff. Like you, you do kind of feel like you're being like shuttled down this path. And it is also kind of like a, even though it acts as a vehicle to really 
beef up, especially like Miles, who I feel like no spoilers, but like feel like for most of the game is kind of like sidelined. He does. He is effectively like. uh, Reflected, like used as Peter during this period is like used as a foil to reflect just how great Miles is as Spider-Man. And Mm -hmm. so like, you know, it it's something that like coming through it, you see a lot of these characters become really like much stronger and you see a lot of this really develop, but it is a thing where I feel like it does drag some of the, some of the main story momentum down as it Mm. goes. Well, I guess it keeps the momentum going, but it kind of feels like it drags the experience a little bit. Um, but I mean the game, the game play feels tighter than ever. The side Mm -hmm. stuff is also like, super great i mean there's a whole like um there's a cult storyline that has um some tie-ins uh with a character from the original game um and there are just some other like thoughtful um side stories as well that pop up um that are really worth doing um so there's a lot of like really cool great stuff in there um to do it just you know, and there's also going to be, I mean, very obviously, like maybe some DLC, but if nothing else, mm-hmm. then there will be a Spider-Man three um, okay. based on like a number of things <laughs> throughout. I mean, I, I could list off of my head four very specific calls to like oh, yeah. events that will be happening in either the next Spider-Man or just DLC or something like that. So. um you know, had a had a blast with it. Insomniac kills it again. Yes, it's, it's just a it's a fun, super great experience. But um, yeah, it's uh, you know, I really I'm really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed all the all the shenanigans Miles and Peter got up to in that game. Yeah, and I think I agree with. A lot of what you said, haven't finished it. It's the weakest of the three story-wise, but probably the best gameplay-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I, the only real thought I have, I guess, weeks on from it, I just wish it was longer. You know, mm-hmm. I, I wish there was just a bit more meat to this. I haven't platinumed it yet, um, but I, I plan to, and I know what it takes to, and it's not a lot. Uh, and I think... Neither of the Miles Morales or Spider-Man one, um, it took a lot either, but I feel like there was just a, a bit more um, to both of those games in terms of its side content and its runtime, even though Miles Morales is, is shorter. Um, it, I don't, it, it was just paced better. It felt like you got to the end and it felt like the right amount of time getting yeah. to the end of Spider-Man 2. I'm like... I feel like this is so short. I feel like we've rushed here. I feel, I mean, it puts you on this railroad track and that's your, you don't feel like you can get off. Uh, not the yeah. worst thing in the world, but just kind of how it feels. Um, yeah, I just wish it was longer. wish it was just a bit more to do. Um, those are, I guess, my biggest complaints. Other than that, plays great. I think the story is really good. Um, Everything they, did, I think everything they did about it, it was really good. Maybe my expectations were just too high. I don't know. No, I mean, I and I think that that's the thing is that the game is like 
virtually the same length as the original, but I think, yeah, because of the urgency of the main story, you do kind of fly through it a lot more quickly. Um, and I think it does kind of like create that sense where it's like, man, this, this really, this flew by fast. Um, you know, which, you know, can be, can be a good or a bad, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, that's Spider-Man two, everybody. Um, yeah. Speaking of twos, Corey, um, you know, big old number twos, uh, another game that I finished that you have been playing surprising Mm -hmm. to everyone. Um, Alan Wake two. Mm -hmm. Um, I just to get my couple of thoughts out of the way, just because like, you know, I was also kind of close ish to the end last time we spoke about it. Um, and I feel like most of the ending stuff is kind of spoilery, so I don't have a ton to dig in on. But okay. um, yeah, I mean, Alan Wake 2, I was super, I was super happy with all the way through. Like, I think the game ends on like a, it ends on a very similar note to what you would expect. Like, you know, if you played Alan Wake 1, I feel like, you know, there there were a lot of echoes to how Alan Wake 2 ends back to that, to where it's like, it's kind of mind-bendy and you don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. still. And um, but you get a number of answers about certain things. You get um some, you know, really neat threads to kind of keep pursuing as you're as you're going along through this. And like it's I think start to finish it as a very compelling story of what's going on. Um, and even still, like even up through the end, you know, there's a, um, again, not like a super spoilery thing, but there's a pretty high moment in the middle where things are like super, just kind of like, man, this is, this is like amazing. This is a, this is an ashtray maze level of like production this is such a cool thing like there's another moment that's kind of pseudo like that at toward the end like it's not production wise isn't the same but i think like emotion wise like just getting you really into what's going on like there's another place like that um later on that like really hits you and so there's like they really just i think keep the momentum and keep that beat going all the way through. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm really happy that, you know, remedy is able to make the games that they make because like so few studios are like making weird stuff like they are. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like they need to be, they need to be cherished and allowed to, to make weird stuff, whatever may come. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm going to say a lot of the similar things to you um, here, but I've been playing it. Um, as many know, horror is very much not my thing. Um, but I think to just reiterate a little bit on what, as you were saying, what Remedy is doing, I think is incredibly important. It's very special. You don't see a lot of studios taking this kind of swing making games or this many risk especially with everything that's going on in gaming right now games are so expensive to make they cost more than ever as well they're making more money than ever but layoffs are at all-time high in the industry um there's a lot of risk that goes into that and for remedy to come out 
and say, we're going to make something really weird. We're going to trust our vision, trust our team, trust what we've been doing for a decade now and deliver effectively, in my opinion so far, a absolute home run uh-huh. is incredible. Um, I respect them so much for it. I, I want more studios to take the risk and love what they make as much as Remedy loves what they make. Um, and so with that, um, out of the way, but not, not out of the way, but you know, out there, um, I have been playing Alan Wake too. I am about, I think about the halfway mark, um, in the game altogether. Mm -hmm. I have played through, um, the ocean view hotel with Alan and through the nursing home with saga. Um, and it feels about that. I I'm sorry. I I would venture a guess at saying you're more in the two thirds realm. Okay. Like you're you're further along than you probably think. Um, but I mean, there's still there's still a good bit left to go. So, okay. The the chapters feel long, and I saw yep. that there's about like nine chapters. Um, and so I was like, okay, and um, this was about half halfway. But there's been some that are really really short. So yep. it wouldn't shock me if there, I guess, I guess if there's a couple more of those. Yeah. Um, some of the, some of the later ones for both, um, saga and Alan are a bit shorter. Um, so, so you'll probably like some of those ones you'll probably kind of breeze through pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't get too in the weeds of all of the gameplay stuff. Cause you did a couple weeks ago. Um, uh, if you really want to hear, um, on that, I mean, I'll still touch on it, but go listen to our episode. I think it's two weeks ago or two two ago. Uh, I think yeah. we really get you get a little bit more media on the mechanics. Um, but just so far, my thoughts. Um, it is horrifying. Um, I I do think I like to think I have played through the. I would say like scariest sequences in the Ocean View Hotel, which is genuinely horrifying. Yeah. Um, and it's very narrow, very claustrophobic. Uh, part of Alan's um, gameplay is that he changes the scene, which I think uh-huh. is so cool. I think it's incredibly neat the way that the PS5 and like we're gaming, this game couldn't be made a decade ago, effectively, yeah. with like how quick it works. Um, but changing the scene within the hotel, it, it gets really graphic. And it's not the blood of it, it, it is the imagery of it. And again, the claustrophobicness, you're in these narrow hallways, there's weird, like whispering, like noises are constantly happening. It, you feel pressed in, which is, which yeah. is the point of it. But oh, I am like cowering on my couch, just. For me, I don't creep forward in these games. I sprint. I'm like, if I just sprint through, then whatever that's going to jump out isn't really going to jump out. I'm just going to run into it. That's how I think how my brain does it. Uh, The game doesn't like you to do that. It constantly tries to stop you. Um, But I sprint through effectively every sequence because I'm like, whatever's going to jump out, it's just going to jump out. It's not going to be like some like slow sidestep thing. I'm like, I'm going to be on it immediately, which works for me. Yeah, um, you you still you know unfortunately for you I th- I think you still have a couple like you know decently like at least unsettling areas mm-hmm. um, 
to go. I mean, like the Ocean View, I would agree. Like the Ocean View Hotel is probably like the the big big daddy there, but um, but okay. yeah, it's not it's not smooth sailing through the end, unfortunately. Uh, so I figured it wouldn't be. Um, I mean, then looking at sagas, the amusement parks park stuff wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be going into it. I did just lower the volume a lot, which I think mm-hmm. made it um, a little bit easier, but this, the nursing home was brutal for horror-wise. Yeah. Um, in, especially in terms of, you talked about it, it's the effectively jump scares um, yeah. within the yeah. game. Um, every chapter seems to have an overlap sequence, which I don't necessarily love i think from a gameplay perspective um i think it it loses the tension of the over overlap sequence um i do think the jump scare of like as you are working through it and like getting near solutions the dark presence tries to dissuade you um with these like effectively it's just like jump scare horror images which do jump scare me every time and i despise it i yeah, wish there was yeah. kind of a way to cut it off um, <laughs> and just have like maybe a, a sound to it. Mm. Um, I'll get into my thoughts on that in a bit. Um, but having played through both of them so far, I I think the storytelling. Um, you're pretty confused a little early on. I would say by now, I'm. I feel like I understand what's going on. Um, or I feel pretty confident in what I think is going on and I'm trusting what I'm what I'm thinking. If that makes sense, I like it. Okay, here's what I'm thinking. I'm just going with it. Um, I do have a couple of questions regarding Alan uh, that I have expressed to you um, that I don't want to get into spoilery because I feel like that yeah. it, 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 it ruins a, a reveal. Um, but um, there is a sequence um, with Alan specifically, that is one of the wackiest, one of the funnest, one of the weirdest experiences I think I've ever had in gaming. Um, if you've played it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is reminiscent mm. of the control um, maze sequence. Um, yep. I would just say in the in the opposite direction of that um, in terms of tone, um, but. Uh, I was stunned, blown away, um, absolutely like jaw on the floor, like what is happening kind of away throughout all of it. And I think a sequence like that was so good coming off of Alan's chat before that, which is hunted, where you also get into a very, again, condensed claustrophobic area where yep. all everything around you says you're just being hunted. And you are. Um, not in the Resident Evil stalking kind of a way, but it's just there is a the dark presence um, who is the enemy um, is on your tail um, and is getting closer. And this is the dark place's way of kind of warning you is yep. my interpretation of it. Um, but gosh, the sequence without it gobsmacked. I couldn't believe that they would do something like that. I can't believe how much fun they had with it. It's mm. it might be my favorite thing in, like that's happened this year in gaming. Like oh yeah. Period. Like I I didn't think the Final Fantasy 16 boss fights could be topped in terms of my wow factor. Mm. Um and I think this did it. 
I truly do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's right now so far, it is maybe a masterpiece. It's absolutely incredible what the game's doing. Yeah. Um, I am terrified. Like I am like pee myself, <laughs> like scared um, through a lot of it. Um, but I just don't do horror well. Um, never have, probably never will. Um, and again, it's not for me, it's not the gore. Um, it's not even like the cult stuff of it. it it's truly like the, just the tension of it all. Um, I, what I do like about the, in terms of like game design from Alan Wake 1 to Alan Wake 2, there's far less taken, far less fights. If where I would say in Alan Wake 2, they, they kind of felt cheap. Like really early on, having only played through two chapters and by the end of it, I'm like, I'm just tired of fighting every step of the way. Every single fight, like, well, it's like every single new, effectively, segment of a map you walk through, you're fighting like six taken at once. Um, And it really cheapens, really cheapens what's going on. So, for an element two, far, far, far less fighting. Um, which I think rack, ratchets up the tension um, so much because you never really know when it's going to come. Um, you, I would like. I just played through um, the nursing home sequence with Saga. There's, I think, four fights in about an hour and a half of gameplay, mm-hmm. and I think altogether there's five enemies in those four fights. I think only yeah. one of them has more than one um, enemy, and it's. Random times, it, it, they they are jump scares most of the time, um, and they're fairly difficult too. I would say, especially if there's like a throwing one and a if there's a throwing enemy and a melee enemy, it's usually pretty difficult. I would say. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing on story, so it only takes a couple of shots, but um, you still have to line up the light, burn away the shadow, get the shots in X Y Z. Yeah. Um, but I would say. I really like that, but again, it builds that horror tension so much more because you're just you're working through so many just nasty, not lit areas. Weird noises are happening all the time. The dark presence within the overlaps are is always like finding ways to just jump scare you. And for me, I'm just always on the edge of my seat of like, please make it stop. I just <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm yeah. tired. And I mean, that's how it's supposed to feel. The, yeah. the game, the game, it, what it wants me to feel, uh, I am feeling. Um, some, the only negatives I really have, I do think some of the upgrade stuff, um, I kind of like, I do like Alan's like words of power or words of um, mm-hmm. gun, whatever. I do think that's a fun way to upgrade stuff. I don't really like Saga's upgrade tree um, where you have to go and like actively work your way through environments that I don't want to. Um, And to be fair, there's never enemies really just like roaming environments Um, to the game's credit. It's still very oppressive um, in its atmosphere no matter where you're going Um, in terms of where the Alex Casey lunchboxes are to find pages to then upgrade uh, some of that feels really gamey i would say in a in a game that isn't very gamey if that makes yeah. sense in a game where i think the combat is very good but is secondary to the atmosphere the story to the the storytelling 
and the mm-hmm. ways that Remedy is going about it. The actual like action part of the game, and then again, the like leveling up feel just it doesn't it doesn't match, I guess, if that makes sense. Like I'm I'm playing through them like it like these random fights against the taken um feel forced at times for me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Where I'm just like, I feel like the game doesn't want me to actually have to fight, but it's putting it in is putting fights in here because that's what games do, if that makes sense. It yeah. um not in a bad way, but it's just I don't know if I quite I love so much of what it's doing outside of that that whenever fights come up, I'm like, this it feels here for the sake of being here and not like a natural progression progression outside of the opening chapter with Saga where that did feel right. Like there was yeah. set up for it, there's payoff for it. I understood why it's there. Everything else kind of just feels like this the the nursing home boss fight. It felt like it was there because they needed to have an overlap sequence at the end mm-hmm. of the chapter, because every chapter has an overlap sequence so far. And then they needed a boss fight. Where I think you you could have made it, I think, more of just a story chapter and it didn't need that. And I think you still would have got the same like oppressive horror feelings across along with a similar resolution. Yeah. Um, those are my only negatives. That's me being very nitpicky, I think, because I do really enjoy the combat to like um, burn away Shadow's shotgun to the chest feels so good. Like mm-hmm. combat's great. Um, yeah. Um, but aside from that, I'm really, really digging it. Um, I'm about to go out of town for a couple of days, as I won't be playing it. But I feel confident and I feel good of where I'm leaving off. I feel like I have a lot of information from for Alan. I feel like I have a lot of information for Saga. Um, I'll come back after the Thanksgiving holidays and pick it back up and probably wrap it up soonish. I guess judging based on what you're saying, I'm a little closer to the end than I think. Um, I'm really excited to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it is a, I mean, you said a lot of like smart poignant things. Um, so I won't like, you know, touch on every single thing, but I think like one of the things that you like, really did hit the head the nail on the head of um is that yeah i mean like they remedy when they're firing on all cylinders and just kind of allowed to make what they make i mean is really kind of unlike anything else and it is something that i think you know should should be experienced to some extent by anybody who has a passing interest because it is Mm -hmm. a, it is one of those things where it's like, you know, whenever I think about, because like this was also the year that I played a lot of resident evil games and having played like Mm -hmm. resident evil seven, for instance, resident evil seven was very terrifying, but it felt terrifying in a very like, not, I mean, I I was I feel like I was going to say unnecessary. It wasn't unnecessary. Like it was a, it was the story it was trying to tell. It was trying mm-hmm. to be that like Texas Chainsaw Massacre style of story, but it wasn't like, it wasn't doing these like subversive things. It wasn't trying to like um, weave in this like 
different. Like these really, it's not like they had a, you know, some sort of otherworldly mind bending number kind of going on in the middle of it. It was like, you know, it's, it's a horror game and you kind of know what you are getting through that. And, you know, if you're into that, then you know, you'll be into it. If you're not into that, you know, you're not. And with Alan Wake, like, especially with Alan Wake too, it feels like a thing where it's like, you know, there, there are a lot of layers here where there's a lot of like very disturbing content, but there's also a lot of very like interesting story content. And there's also like, you know, if you are somebody who just likes weird media, you know, you, mm-hmm. you hit on, like you love Twin Peaks and you love that kind of like, um, that David Lynch kind of like weird, um, weird views of these kind of like small towns and just the supernatural elements that kind of blend inside them. Like there's a lot there to digest and enjoy, even if you don't love horror. And I think it is one of those things that like is worth experiencing is worth seeing through. And yeah, I mean, I, it's not a perfect game in the sense that like it can be kind of gamey. And I agree. Like it's some of those, I feel like I wonder how much of those are like, were purposeful callbacks to Alan Wake as much as they were like, mm-hmm. choi- cause even like saga stuff, because like in the original Alan Wake, one of the big collectibles were like thermoses. Um, yep. mm-hmm. and you would just like wander out and you'd find a thermos sitting on like a rock by a cliff or something, you know? And so it was yep. like, it was, it was of that time where these collectibles were like very big. And so I imagine like saga going out and finding the lunch boxes and those kind of things, just kind of playing into that maybe a little bit of a callback to that more than like an intentional choice, but it's, yeah, it's that has pretty consistently been the only big negative from a lot of people. It's like, yeah, like the gamey stuff kind of works me a little bit, but when the game is like doing what the game does well, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, there's nothing quite like it. So. No, I agree. And then, to touch on a thing and we can move on to what you were saying um, earlier. It is a game. I think like if you have a passing interest in video games, but like me aren't into horror or that genre. Um, I had heard so many great things from you, Chris, um, just reading in general, like this was a game Mm -hmm. like, and I, I agree. This is a game that I think is like a, bucket list like needs to be experienced kind of a thing within the genre within the media uh, medium because it for i think for the first time in a while is a game that's really pushing what it means to be what it means to be a video game the boundaries of how video games can be told and played and experienced Mm. um again pushing past my like not disdain. I don't really have a disdain for an art form, but like my mass unlike for scary stuff and horror and things that intentionally are trying to make you uncomfortable. Um, I think this game's incredible. Like I said, probably a masterpiece. My only complaints are, um, it, you some, some things that are just very video gaming just doesn't quite fit and um, what's being brought to the table. Not that it's bad though. Um, yeah. uh, so literally walk, don't run um, as quick as you can. 
And the, my, I think another big negative I have, which I was shocked that Remini didn't do this, is that you can't buy the game physically. You can only yeah. buy it digitally. Um, yeah. I wish you could. Wish you could buy it physically. Um, that is a knock um, because we're about game preservation, and physical media is important. So yeah, yeah, that's all. You you suck. Um, uh, yeah, I that that. I felt the same way with Psychonauts 2 whenever that came out where I was like, man, it's like, this isn't, um, I don't, I think they ended up coming out with a physical edition. Eventually, they'll, they'll come but, out with a physical edition um, for Alan Wake 2. Yeah. They'll, and they will. It'll be like um, a collector's thing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it'll be, it'll be out there, but it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm also like, I feel like I'm getting a little less, like as much as I am a big physical game collector, especially like, I feel like having had to like sort through everything in my house, like trying to prepare my, Mm -hmm. uh, my office, I've realized like, oh wow, I don't have space (laughs) to to store all of this. So I'm a little less like. There's a little part of me that's like, eh, you know, one 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 less physical game. <laughs> yeah, but this okay. is this is one of the few I would actually want to have physically. Yeah. yeah, this I've been same as you buying a bit more digital, um, but I still buy like I would say games I'm very excited for physically. Like I have Spider Man Two physical. I have yeah, uh, yeah. Super Mario Wonder physical. Um, and I'll probably like next year. I'll probably try to get um, Persona Three Reload physically, yeah, yeah. Um, if possible, along with like Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth and probably like a like a Dragon, uh, or yeah, yeah, like a Dragon Eight, because um, yeah. I have Yakuza like a Dragon digital, mm-hmm. but I wish I had it physical. Yeah, um, so. But yeah, that, those are my thoughts on Alan Wake Two. Um, you'll this we we say it so often, it never happens. This feels like one it could happen um, because I'll be probably finished next this time, not this time next week, but next week. Mm. There might be a bonus episode for Alan Wake Two. <gasps> Zero promises ever, but um, <laughs> so the, totally reliance on me. Hey, you, you, he said it, folks. <laughs> um, but this feels like one where I want to talk so much more yep. about it with you and can't do it because I think some of the spoilers are just like, I think talking about just even the first like couple chapters is spoiling mm. so much of the experience of the game. And I don't yep. want to do that. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? Whenever they come out with like a, I am a bit, uh, physical thing i will for sure grab it because it'll be yeah. dope um cory uh there's still a fair bit to talk about but i do want to jump in and kind of uh steer this conversation my direction because i do please do please i do, do. want to have i do want to talk about this a bit and i feel i don't want to rush through it um which i may be inclined to do if i um save it um so one of the games that i played and beat while you were gone and a game Mm -hmm. that we have not even mentioned one time on this show um is a game called 
Chance of Sonar. Corey. Yes. Um, Chance, I've heard of this. C-H-A-N-T-S of Sonar. Um, it's a game developed by a developer named Rundisk, who I looked up their history. They have like one other game that I had never heard of. Um, it's published by Focus Entertainments, who I am more familiar with, I guess, but like not enough. So, I mean, it's not like a it's not really like a powerhouse developer that you were super familiar with, more than likely. Um, but it is a it's a puzzle game that came out a couple of months ago that like I started hearing ton a ton about where I was like, Hey, yeah. if, if you like puzzle games, you need to play this game? Because like when this game is like hitting it, it is hitting it better like than virtually any other puzzle game in years. Um, <clears throat> so I picked it up. It's about like, it's only it's only $20. It's I mean, it's 10-ish hours. Like it's short it's longer than you would think that okay. that it would be for a game like this. Um but it is I mean like the pitch of it is effectively like it is kind of a loose interpretation or retelling of the uh Tower of Babel story from oh, okay. uh, the Bible. Um Tower of Babel, um, if you're familiar, is kind of a it's a parable that effectively kind of like describes or explains why there are so many languages in the world and why Mm -hmm. we're all like kind of separated and, you know, unable to communicate with one another. And so, like, it's a puzzle game where you are trying to navigate this world and climb this tower and have no knowledge of the languages of the people that you are coming into contact with. And you are having to kind of piece it together to make your way through it because like, you know, so there, there are in the game, there are five, I think there are five floors and each floor has its own language um, and its own people and its own like architecture and their own like way of, being you know this this society is more religious this society is more like militaristic and so they like their language like skews more toward that um and you are to get from one floor to another you have to kind of like unlock this door or puzzle or something that requires you to have some level of mastery of this language and if you don't you know in a similar way to something like um, the witness or return of the Oprah Den is like, I mean, yeah, legitimately you could go into it and kind of like, uh, fudge your way through it where you just kind of like, you figure it out. Um, because you don't have to like earn. Um, I mean, in some cases, like you do have to get like an item or something like that, but like, you don't have to, it is something that you could just kind of figure out, but it is so there's so many layers to what's going on that it does require you to kind of take a step back and start to absorb this. Um, but you know, using just like the first area as an example, like it's this thing where you, I mean, you come in and you were immediately being like talked to by this person who has strange symbols popping up over their head and they're making these gestures and you were like, you're trying to figure out immediately like what they are trying to tell me. Um, okay. And through the gestures, like you're able to interpret, okay, like this guy 
you know, this is, I'll, I'll spoil a little bit of what is this effectively like the tutorial. Like, you know, this guy wants me to pull this lever. He he wants me, he's motioning at this lever. He's waving at me. He's probably saying hi. He's motioning at this lever. He probably wants me to pull this lever. When I pull this lever, he seems happy and he crosses over and he pulls a lever that allows me to cross over. That's cool. And then like he starts saying some stuff that sounds kind of similar, but a little bit varied. And so you start figuring out like, you know, he's, he might, maybe he's saying like, Hey, like you help me. I help you. Um, you go this way. I go this way. Like you're, you're noticing these like small little, like you're, Noticing these reflexive phrases, like these things that are starting to kind of like that are being repeated, but are slight variations and judging by like motions, he's you're being able to interpret like, okay, he means me now. Now he means now he means like, you know, and that is a lot of what the game is, is going into these situations because like you're going into these floors and it doesn't really feel like you're entering into like an isolated puzzle room. It feels like you're walking into what is effectively like a, a society of people because like there are people who are just doing their thing. Like you're Mm -hmm. going into this place and like this, this guy's painting a picture. And if you walk up and talk to them, they'll talk to you, but you have no idea what they mean, what they, what they're saying. And they are not really giving you a, ton a ton of clues to kind of interpret what they're saying you can like you just kind of are like okay like uh, you're you're doing your thing (laughs) i'll I'll move along i guess and so like a lot of the puzzle is figuring out where the clues can be gleaned like as you're exploring these these floors you're wandering through and you're trying to really like gather as much information as possible and figure out those small nuggets like there was one area in particular, um, one floor that really stumped me. Like some of the floors felt a little easier to comprehend the, than others, but there is like a there is an element to it where some of the languages feel like they could be almost real um, in a way where they like okay. the way that they're structured and the way that they um, like are presented feel like more or less like English, for instance. And so they can be a little easier or a little harder to comprehend. And there's one language in the game that feels like, I mean, probably is directly inspired by something like Arabic. And so like trying to look at those symbols and try to like interpret what is going on here and like what symbol means something is plural, what symbol means something is a question like stuff like that yeah. was like really tough to parse through. Um, but it feels insanely rewarding being able to kind of like slowly chip away and like, Oh, okay. Now I know what this means. Now I can go back to this guy. Cause I wasn't quite sure what he was getting at with this one little phrase. And that's one of the cool things about the game too, is that you get a, you get a journal <clears throat> right from the start that allows you to fill in what you think something may be. So you're talking to someone, you're like, okay, they're, they're talking about, they're talking like they, they're standing behind a storefront where like, this isn't an actual example because I don't want to like ruin anything, but like say they're standing, they, 
they're standing behind a storefront and they're selling bread or it looks like they're selling bread. Um, and you, they have a sign over their door that's like, just has like two symbols together. And you're like, okay, I don't really, I don't really know what that means. Um, and you talk to them and you still don't really understand what they, what they're talking about. Um, but you can kind of like interpret, okay, so they're saying this word a lot and they have bread in front of them. So maybe there's something here. Like maybe one of these words means bread. And like given my clues so far, I think it's this word. So then you can go into your journal and you can like, you can put in, okay, this symbol means bread. And in all other contexts from that point forward, when you're talking to somebody, it'll fill it in. Okay. And it'll say like, I, I bread you. And you're like, okay, well that wasn't, that wasn't Mm. right then. Um, and you will start kind of being able to kind of pick some of those things up. Um, one of the biggest ones for me was a, um, there was this situation where I was very sure this word meant plant. Like this guy was, this guy was like slaving over a plant and I'm seeing plant pop up in relation to like plant things. And I was like, okay, this is plant. And then I got into a, I went into a chapel and there's this big mural on the wall. And the only symbol was on this guy's chest where he was like presiding over this group. And it popped up because I thought this, this, this is what the word meant. It just said plant right on this guy's hmm. chest. And I was like, okay, it's not plants. It's I not guess. plant. Um, <laughs> and um, it's one of like, it is, it's just a very fascinating kind of thing. Like watching these, um, watching it, w- watching it kind of unfurl and watching you really kind of figure these puzzles out in real time. Um, I would say like the only, the only real knock, the only thing that did really get me is that there are a couple of areas that do have some like mandatory stealth sequences. Um, so they're very minor, like a couple of areas have like literally a 30 second thing. Like it's not much, but there is one floor where I would say like the beginning quarter of it, if not like beginning third of it requires you to travel through stealth. Um, that kind of irked me because it was like you were trying to learn a language while also being stealth, <laughs> And that yeah. wasn't like a ton of fun. Um, but again, it's like, it's short lived. It's not something that, and also like if you get caught it's not like super punitive. You just like pop back like to where right. you were effectively. It's just like, you know, the game's not a stealth game, so it's not like the most rewarding kind of right. yeah. experience. Um, that's what I like. That's really the only thing that, that got me. But it has like this, you know, there is this element to it of, you know, I was reminded while I was playing it of games like, the witness I mentioned return of the Oberdin. Um, there were a couple of times where I was reminded even of like inscription, um, to an extent, like, you know, there's, um, the game just has like this really interesting energy about it and like watching it kind of, um, 
act as effectively like a the Duolingo of video games, like in a way is like really. Yeah, I mean, it it really does. Like I, I legitimately got to the end of it and I was like, if they had plugged in real languages, like had they plugged in like lesser known languages, like, okay, Arabic or like very like symbol driven languages, like, okay, we have Japanese Mm -hmm. over here and we have Korean over here and we have Arabic over here. Like, had they done that? I feel like I would have gotten to the end of the game and been like, I actually kind of feel like I can read this now. (laughs) Um, There is like, it's a really, they do a really good job with that. Um, And so, yeah, I super recommend chance of Sonar If that's like your kind of thing again, that's, that is what it is. It's languages, it's puzzles. It's not like, it's not an action game. (laughs) So if that's what you want, that's not what you're going to get. Um, even stealth, a couple of sequences, not not good ones. And also there are very few of them. So don't like go in there expecting like I'm going to sneak around and be learning languages because that's not a huge part of it either. Um, but yeah, very, very good game um, that I would wholeheartedly recommend to people who uh, love puzzles and languages. So question, Do, um, is there... And if it's too spoilery, you don't have to say, Um, but does it, is there like a right, does the game ever give you a right answer for like something you're guessing? Or do you just like, like you said, you put in plant and you're like, I think it's plant. Does the game ever correct you? Yes. So that, that actually is a really, that's a really good point that I, that I overlooked. So the journal you will get as you kind of go along um, and you like, as you because like when you encounter a new symbol, it'll fill it in into your journal as like a as an as a thing. Like it'll say right. like, hey, here's here's a list of your available symbols. Um, when when enough of those kind of pop up, they have these like illustrative pages that mm-hmm. that get filled into the journal that have like um, drawings of what of like an action. So it's like, right. Hey, this, here's this guy giving another guy something, or here's a guy like helping somebody up a hill or, and so like, and there'll be like maybe three or four of those per page. Gotcha. If you correctly fill those in, like if you correctly say like, okay, this one means help and this one means give and whatever, if you correctly guess those, it, the game, it will lock them in. It will say definitively like, yes, this means this and it can't mean anything else. And so like it, it effectively like crosses it off the list. Now it is, it is very clearly saying this. And so like, yeah, you, um, the goal is to get to the point where it's like, I've, I've learned all of these symbols for this, for this group of people. And so now I can communicate with anybody and I can see exactly what they mean. Um, so yeah, that was a huge point that I didn't overlook. So good, good on you, Corey, for, no, for reading into that. No, cause I was going to say it'd be hilarious. And mm. I think th- they should have, should have let it happen. If you've yep. been like, I think that means plant and yep. you never see that guy with a symbol and you just go around being like plant, 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 yeah. plant, plant, plant. I, I would love it if the game was just like, Hey. He, he got plant out of it. We're gonna let we're gonna let it slide. And yeah, it, well, d- it does not mean plant. 
but he thinks it does. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and that is one of the beauties of the experience is like there were a couple of times where like I would finish, quote unquote, a a floor and would have only completed half of the journal for that language. Like, I was able to interpret enough that I was able to get through the main, like, what is the main goal there? but was not able to like had not effectively like locked it in had not gotten to gotcha. a point where I was like, I know this definitively. That being said, when you get to the end of the game, like the game does start to loop in these meta things that do require you to have, um, mm. because you do kind of get pulled into a, the, the end part of the end narrative is to kind of join these groups together because they are very hyper separated and to be able to do that you do have to have like a working knowledge of like okay this means this and this language compared to this and this language um and so you do have to have like even though like you'll progress along like if you do want to go through and effectively like quote unquote complete the game you do need to have like a good um knowledge of like all of the languages together to join everybody together and make this harmonious you know existence that everybody is looking for so yeah gotcha, gotcha. okay yep still um, nice sounds wonderful i, yep. I mean i i have heard of the game and i've heard that people really enjoy it this is the first time i've heard of like this is what it actually is and yep i I, th- I think I'm going to play it. It's on the, it's on the list. I think I'm going to add it to the list to play. I got a little bit of time left before Goaty. I mean, yep. it, it just sounds very, it sounds up my alley. Um, and I think away right now where um, this year I've played a lot of games and I've enjoyed a lot of more, especially with Alan Wake 2 right now, like some more experimental stuff. And mm-hmm. it, for some reason, it's given me tunic vibes from last year. Um, yep. And I really, really like tunic. Um, well, and, and, so, and Tunic is a really is also a really good comparison because Tunic does have that going for it where it is like even though Tunic is a like, you know, puts a huge focus on like Zelda like kind of combat yep. and, you know, stuff like that. It is. I mean, one of the big central things of the game is the fact that here's this like hieroglyphic language that you just have to learn over yep. time like to it doesn't even basic things like learning to level up you have to yep. you have to interpret and learn you have to figure out like and i do think there's something like really really cool about that whenever games like really put that much trust in the player to be like i believe you can figure this out i mm-hmm. think you can do this um because it is a really rewarding experience to be able to kind of like for every single decision and every single motion to be like, man, I, I did that. Like yeah. I, w- I was smart enough. I feel, I feel great. Like that's, that's a really cool feeling to have. So no, I agree. And yeah, uh, yeah. Then we'll pick it up. Um, it'll probably be after Alan. It sounds like a great palate cleanser for after Alan White too. Yeah. Um, and that, again, that was part of why that was what I, I think played immediately after Alan Wake 2. Um, and yeah, it's, it is a, it's a much more low key 
sort of thing um, than Alan Wake 2. So, yeah. There we go. Well, totally recommend it. That's that's three of your four games. Do you want to you want to hit our fourth, or do you want to yeah. you, you want to save it? Um, I you know just since you um since you've already talked about it before, and I can kind of like briefly touch on it. Um, I did also play Jusant. Just yes. Um, I played that over the course of a couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Really, really loved it. Um, it is, it is the closest I feel like a game has come to something like Journey, like that experience yeah. where mm-hmm. it was like Journey. I think is one of the only games ever that has like made me nearly cry. I feel, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, and just because of like the combination of the imagery and the um the like score just kind of like yes. swelling alongside it. And like Jusant had a lot of those moments where mm-hmm. it was like, they, they knew what they were doing. Like not a oh, word yeah. is spoken, but they were communicating this very like specific message and story throughout the entire game. that just like, you know, never, never fell short. Like, I mean, yeah. great. I mean, the game's four hours long. It's not like this, long epic of a thing but like it's a very you know they they know what they're trying to do the whole way through um and honestly i mean i think the thing that really impressed me the most like story-wise was like you know i knew the game going into it was going to be um very like focused on climate change because that's the whole thing you know the people in this world they're dealing they're in a world that like it doesn't it doesn't rain anymore and water's drying up and like you know that now it's just we live in a desert and like look at all these extreme conditions where there are all Mm. these storms and there's all this like you know heat and you know all of this kind of stuff but like there's so many like human stories in Mm -hmm. it too of like people who are connecting through this who are like you know i don't really you know i Honestly, I'm kind of glad this happened because it means that I met you. And had Mm -hmm. I never met you, I don't think I would be this happy, even though it feels like the world's ending. And like, you know, there there are all of these, there's like a um, connected story throughout of this character who's like journeying up the tower and kind of like some of the people that she's meeting along the way. And, you know, watching that kind of unfold and seeing where she goes throughout that is really interesting. And so, like, that was one of the big things. Is like, even though even though the quote-unquote big story, biggest story of the game is, like, you were climbing this tower and you're getting to the top for whatever reason, um, you don't really know at the start of it. Like, you're, you're feeling out along the way a lot of what like all of these people and a lot of these societies just kind of went through all the way down mm-hmm. to like, you know, you'll find these shells that just like you yeah. put your ear to and they have sounds of like this restaurant of people like clinking plates and forks together and like this music of people, you know, playing um, while other people sit at the bar. And, and, you know, it's this very like it's creating all of this life that's been left behind and you're hearing all of these stories be told in tandem, people who have left, but people who are like 
wrestling with what's going on very differently and not in a, and in many cases, like most people are not like super dejected about it. Like you would expect a lot of people to be like, man, I'm so depressed. I'm going to die. Like the world, it's like, there are a lot of these people who are super hopeful for the future and, you know, are very hopeful about like non rain and water related things. They're just like, man, I met this, like, I met this cool family and I'm going to like hang out with them for Mm -hmm. a while. And like, you know, I'm just like, and I think that that was the stuff that I've like really got into. It's like, man, this, these, these people seemed to be like living really well through everything that was going on. And they moved on whenever they had to, but they still just kind of like held on this hope that seems like incredibly, um, like near impossible at the time. And so like, um, super cool. Um, the gameplay is also like really solid. I mean, it's, it's, you're climbing the mountain and there's, it's a lot of like, you know, it's, it's very meditative in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. but it's like, um, it's just a super really good, really solid, short little game. I'm super glad that it got made and I'm super glad it also was not longer because I feel like had it been twice as long, even had it been like six to eight hours, it would have, it, it could have drug on in a big way. And so I'm super glad that it, it, you know, knew what I wanted to do, made that game and, you know, moved on. No, I'm very glad you play it. And similar to you, still so glad that I played it. I think it's a very powerful game. And yeah, I agree. I think it it doesn't overstate its welcome. It it gets in, it tells the message, conveys the message um, it wants to, and it gives you the gameplay it needs. Um, And I think it wraps up with a near perfect bow, if not a perfect Mm -hmm. bow. Um, I think we've had a lot of great games this year. Um, and I think we've had a lot of special games this year. And I think that's um, one of those. That's both. Um, So I'm super glad you played it. I'm sure we'll talk about it. I know we'll talk about it more come Goaty. In maybe in the top 10 list. Um, Uh But it's, uh, yeah, I think that's an incredible game. I'm very happy you played it. Yeah, me too. Um, Yeah, in the, in the, time in between i've been just hitting on more octopath too and same um yeah so um do you have any additional thoughts on octopath 2 or do you want to save those for for later, later um date? i won't go i won't say too much we're running very long um but i'm through most of everyone's chapter two now i still have hikaris and um oh what's his name the merchant um, G- G- uh, Particio. Particio. I wanted to say like um, Jared. No, I was going to say Geronimo, but I'm like that's <laughs> it's, it's so wrong. <laughs> um, it's just so incredibly wrong. So I didn't. <laughs> um, but no, I I think it's incredible. Um, yeah. It's great our G- JRPG. Um, I think it. Comparing it to one, I think all of its mechanics are firing on all cylinders. I think everyone's like um, world ability 
is very functional, very like mm-hmm. it's it, it's useful is the big thing. I feel like last time only a few of them were useful. And this time I'm like, I'm constantly hitting Y, um, constantly stealing from people, constantly adding um, like new summons in XYZ, um, doing everything. I'm using all the mechanics in the game. I think the story is much better. The writing, the writing can still be a little hit or miss for some of the mm-hmm. chapters, I think. Um, but I do really enjoy the combination chapters for characters. And I think it just adds more life to the party, having those. Yeah. Um, yeah. All around, I think it's so good. Um, it, it's, I'm glad I played it when it first came out back in like February. Um I'm really going to play it now to almost kind of wrap up my year. I'm going to play Chance of Shinar or Sinar. Um, probably going to play more like Baldur's Gate 3. Um, but this feels like a great game, along with Super Mario Wonder, which I've been playing more of too. But these two kind of just like, all right, we're just going to ride these out um, through the uh-huh. year and just enjoy them because they're both those games are games that just like, require a lot of time but also just like deserve to be enjoyed and enjoyed at the pace you can give them and yeah strongly yeah. recommend going back to octopath 2 if no if people picked it up early, earlier this year and didn't finish it um like it's just picking it right back up i didn't feel like there's any uh like drop off or i'm like i was confused or whatever um yeah, yeah it's been great it's been really really great Love it. Corey, um, yeah, I'm excited as we, you know, for our American listeners, this week is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It is. Um, which also means, you know, as we enter into Christmas season, we're also entering into the end of the year season. Um, yes. So I'm excited to see what's, um, what that looks like. Um, what What's going to happen? Um, who, who, also, Corey. I mean, we can't dismiss the fact that uh, Game Awards coming up pretty soon, too. Um, surely it's going to be something there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we got, I would say what, we have like three, three more, we'll have three more episodes. Uh, and we're both, I think, in a place now where we will probably be hitting episodes weekly um, for the rest of the year. But we probably have three yeah. more episodes um, of just normal um, pod. Um, and then we'll do our games of the year that didn't come out this year. Again, we need to shorten that up. I don't know how. Um, but uh, we'll do that. Probably game of the year. And then we'll be wrapping up the year with our uh, Metal Gear Solid um, first episode, I believe. Yeah, um, some, some of that. But yeah, we got like just three more. And that's including the Game Awards is going to be in that. Um, yeah. And so we kind of we got really tight to ship up, but before Goody, together, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. But um, it's exciting. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, Corey, this week, um, if people want to follow you, um, where can people follow you on the internet? Uh, they can follow me at um, on Instagram at hash thrasher. Um. Where can they follow you, Chris? Um, you can't. Um, that's just can't, how things are, are today. Um, but if you want to, um, timely talking about Game Awards, uh, Jeffrey Keeley on Instagram. Yeah. Um, follow him. 
I'm, I'm sure he needs it. Um, oh, but desperately, yeah. Does. See if he see if he drops any spoileries in the in the meantime to kind of uh, what may come on at the Game Awards and send us uh, any of your predictions. Uh, ArcadeCookieGmail.com. Yeah. Um, we'll be excited about it. Uh, yeah, Grand Theft Auto Six, Death Stranding Two, Ghost of Tsushima Two. What? Maybe um, all three, honestly. Yeah, who knows? Um, but Corey, uh, until next time, this has been Arcade Cozy. I'm Sectic. Why should your Some hobbies, hobbies be, be too? too? Bow, bow.